Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Josh here. Stick around till after the show where I have a quick chat with the writer extraordinaire himself, Michael David Wilson. Enjoy the show. Witness our miscreation. Things We Say by Michael David Wilson Can a Santoku knife cut through human bone? Over 16 million results and not a single answer. How fascinating. Jack, are you going to be much longer? Reviews of Santokus, comparisons with other knives, some YouTube videos, but no definitive answer about... Jack, if you're not coming, just let me know and I'll... Yes, yes, I'm coming. This right here is the real deal. The three-in-one knife for slicing, dicing and mincing. Jack, who are you talking to? No one, darling. Just enough time to give it a quick test run. Pork steak's too messy. Aubergine's not quite right. Uh, Ah, an apple. Jack, I swear to God, you better not be cutting up food again with that bloody knife. You've wasted enough money already. Absolutely not, B. Just um, putting some things away. I guess you'll have to wait a little longer, my Santoku friend. Finally. You work too hard. I'm not so sure about that. You're a professional artist. Living the dream. Living your dream. (laughs) I don't feel like a professional artist. I barely feel like an unprofessional artist. More like a fraud. Oh, darling, don't say that. You know that's not true. Now, stop standing around and get into bed. If it wasn't for your teaching job, I wouldn't get to do any of this. Mid-thirties and I'm living off my wife's income. You're too hard on yourself. Last month, you made more than me. New commissions every week, work displayed in international exhibitions. If that's not success, then what on earth is it? A fluke, B. It's a fluke. At least the cicadas are happy. (laughs) That's one word for them. Should we shut the... No. They keep me grounded. I don't think I'll ever have a midlife crisis, because every day contains a a mini-crisis, a moment where I utterly despise myself and everything I've become. I know. I know, darling, I know. But if you had a choice, you would... Wouldn't be an artist. I know, I know. 
B. Do you ever want to kill yourself? Mm, I mean, not really. But sometimes I want to stop living. I hear you. I read about this one guy who killed his girlfriend and kept it from her family and friends for months. For real? <laughs> yeah. He just used her social media accounts and smartphones to post updates, answer text messages and that kind of thing. Oh. So, I wonder which of us could get away with it for longest. Like, if I killed you or you killed me. Hmm. That's an interesting question. Living in Portugal while our parents are in England. Most of our friends too. I reckon we could conceal it for a while. Honestly, you could keep it from my parents for months. <laughs> At least until my birthday. And even then, you could come up with some excuse. They'd buy as to why I couldn't Skype. That's true. And your text messages are briefer than mine. I think it would be easier for me to fake being you than it would you being me. Besides, your parents would ask way less questions. Mine would demand more, growing increasingly suspicious if you refuse to Skype. And then there's my sisters. I send the messages most days. Please. I reckon I can handle a few text messages, especially with your sisters. A couple of memes, some jokes here and there. I've got it covered. And I'd think of something to tell your boss, too. Some reason as to why you could no longer work. A breakdown, perhaps. I think they'd go for it, and eventually fire you with few questions. I guess a boss that doesn't give too much of a shit has his advantages. <gasps> for you, in this unique predicament, sure. Plus, I'd keep everyone updated. Keep my social media presence heavy, too. Play the supportive and troubled husband. People would respect my space and sympathise with the difficult time I was having. Oh, he's ever so good. Sticking by her throughout all of this. I can't imagine what they're going through. That's what people would say. Of course, it would be easier to keep it from your work and colleagues than it would be your family. But if you killed me, well, it would be the opposite problem. I might not call my parents often, but work is a different matter. You'd have to keep my online presence up. Right. And you have so much work commissioned, there are things I don't even know about. And don't forget the podcast and the online artist's workshop. I kept them both running when I had pneumonia. And remember the shoulder operation I had when we were still living in Croydon? Still managed to edit and release the podcast every week, even though I couldn't use my right arm. You're crazy. You'd continue to work if your legs were cut off. Well, obviously, B. You think people with no legs are useless now? Honestly... That's not very progressive of you. Oh, you know that's not what I meant. I meant you work hard against all odds. Damn it, you're awful. You know it was a compliment. I just phrased it badly. <laughs> I, I know. Anyway, I guess it's settled. I could conceal your murder for longer. I'll just ask Rob to do the podcast solo. Get him to run the workshops, too. I'm sure he'd be delighted, especially as he has nothing to do with the workshops. So logistically, I've no idea how that'd even work. And besides, Rob doesn't know how to edit podcasts. He can't even record a Skype call. You'd have to explain all of that while masquerading as me. Plus, you'd have to come up with something convincing to explain my absence on social media and lack of commitment to professional endeavours. You'd need to stage something major. 
A full-on meltdown and suicide attempt, perhaps. <laughs> you know, that could do it, B. Really, that's not bad at all. People wouldn't ask many questions, and they'd accept the break from work. Would encourage it, even. They'd say, take as much time as you need. Come back when you're ready. Of course, the whole suicide attempt would make it harder to go without a Skype call to my parents. I like to think they'd at least want to talk face to face after that. Right. And they might visit too. Not a chance. They don't even have passports. Matter of fact, I don't reckon they'd show up if I was on the edge and I told them I'd kill myself if they didn't visit. They'd just call my bluff, and if it resulted in my death, they'd say it was meant to be God's will or something. My brother, though, he's a different story. He probably would book a flight. So if you wanted to kill me, you would have to achieve some sense of balance. A reason strong enough to justify an end to my business endeavors, but not so extreme as to have him visit Portugal. But, I still think I could keep it going for longer than you. Mum and Dad like to Skype me every few weeks, and I just can't say no. I'm not like you. You're stubborn and pretty blunt when it comes to your parents. Assertive. Assertive? Almost. I think the word you're looking for is asshole. I do think I could make it work with your parents, though. You love a good challenge. Oh, B, you are so right. I do love a good challenge. And like you said, I'm stubborn. I would just give them the impression you'd had a change in attitude. A colder, meaner B. I'd phase it in, of course. It wouldn't be a sudden switch, oh no. That would arouse too much suspicion. But I've got a good feeling about this. I think I could pull it off. I really do. I mean, shit. There was a time you didn't speak to your parents for over 12 months. Ah, teenage angst. Wouldn't work now. I guess we'll have to agree to disagree. They're getting louder. You'll never know. Oh. I mean... We can't both simultaneously kill each other and conceal the death, so that would be impossible. Impossible? Do you think you could ever kill me? I don't know. I mean, is it possible? Could I physically do it with the right tools? Probably. But mentally, could I? You're my wife, B. That's not a good answer, is it? I should have just said no. They're here. Say, B. Can a Santoku knife cut through human bone? A Santoku knife? Wait. Why are you asking me? 
poems, just words, darling. Things we say, nothing more. Jack was performed by Ed Heap and B by Francesca Regis. Things We Say was written by Michael David Wilson, produced by Josh Curran and Luke Condor, edited by Carl Hughes, music by Duncan Muggleton and freesound.org. It was recorded at Acast Studio. Miscreation is a Hawk and Cleaver production with artwork by Jake Richardson. Additional voices by Ian McEwen. Next time on Miscreation, Bad Dog by Josh Curran. Hey, Josh Curran here. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I am joined by... That's your cue to introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Michael... We don't have a format yet, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's normally when you say I'm joined by, you'll say the guest, and then I'll say, thank you for having me, Josh. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Um... Michael David Wilson, the author of Things We Say. How's it going, Josh? It's going very good. So, um, you were there when we recorded the, um, the episode with the actors. What did you think? Oh, I thought it was a fantastic performance and it was very exciting to see it come to life. And I think one of the things that I most like about audio adaptation is that as a writer it's a kind of collaboration so I've written this story but then it depends what the actors and what sound effects are put in and how it's all edited together so for me it's just as exciting to hear the final product as it is for most of the listeners I'd imagine the kind of sound magic that special sound source as you call it that Carl Hughes adds I mean it really does elevate the stories and I think that's what we've got here with miscreation and that's perhaps what Hawk and Cleaver's other podcast the other stories is most known for yeah with things we say that has a bit of a history doesn't it it's uh, been in been on no sleep podcast yeah so it originally started its life with dark moon digest that was at the start of last year so that is a small press perpetual motion machine publishing's magazine and i mean it just started life there and i thought it would probably just be a short story but then i don't because of its length and because it is very minimal in terms of characters obviously we've only got two and it's very dialogue heavy i sent it over to no sleep podcast so it appeared there on their premium podcast at the start of the year and then i rewrote it as an audio adaptation for miscreation and here we are for which we are happy yeah yeah so you lived for a while in Japan, didn't you? So do you think that impacted the story? Well, I mean, this story 
is actually based in Portugal, but I'd also been living in Japan, so there's kind of a combination of both, and you'll notice the Santoku knife, that is of course from Japan, and the cicadas, whilst you'll hear them in Portugal, they're perhaps even more prevalent in Japan, so I guess what we have with things we say is a story that could be told anywhere and to add to that confusion I've actually set it in Portugal but put in little details that I was also familiar with in Japan and I think like as well ha- go on sorry uh, like what well I mean specifically the cicadas I mean the noise that they would make at night really was quite overbearing I mean you kind of got used to it um particularly in the summer but when you were walking back from like a night out you would have this cicada soundtrack and I'm sure if you go to YouTube or indeed any kind of video of Japan you will be able to hear that but it's a very distinctive sound and I mean, I thought, what if that could get inside you, could kind of almost infect you and your thought process? What if these cicadas could indeed influence you to do things? Or is it just things we say? Dum, 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 dum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so where else can we follow your work? Well... You can connect with me on Twitter at Wilson the Writer, and that's the best way to have a conversation with me and to see what is going on, what developments there are. But you can also connect with me on my personal website, www.michaeldavidwilson.co.uk, or you can see what's going on on This Is Horror, www.thisishorror.co.uk. So I've been running This Is Horror for a number of years now. I think it's eight years, in fact. And it is a website dedicated to horror fiction. We're also a publisher. We've published books by the likes of Josh Malaman, the author of uh, House at the Bottom of a Lake, And also Bird Box, which I'm sure many of you have seen on Netflix, as it did very well recently. I've also published stories by Pat Cadigan, David Moody, Stephen Graham Jones. And then, in addition to the publications, we're also a podcast. So there's 270-plus interviews, so talking with people like Ramsey Campbell and Joe R. Lansdale and Charlene Harris. So if you like the long-form conversations, if you want writing tips and you want to really dig deep into the craft of writing, then This Is Horror Podcast could be for you. How long do you think it would take to binge all the podcasts? Oh, well, I mean, (laughs) each episode (laughs) probably averages an hour but in in fact these days i mean it's probably more than an hour so if we if we say that they're an average of what 90 minutes per episode and there's 270 well 
if you, you take know, a month you... off, someone can just binge yeah. them all, and then you're caught up. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And, I mean, I do know people who have got into the podcast and then decided to binge them all, but I'd imagine for a more reasonable, I'm not actually going to get fired pace, then probably you could <laughs> do it over six months or so, taking your time. But I'd encourage people to start with the latest episodes and then to go backwards, because as is the case with a lot of podcasts, um, we learn a lot along the way. The audio quality is certainly not as good to begin with and not as good as probably me being quite kind about it but I don't know about you but when I binge a podcast if I've got invested in it and I really like it then I can forgive the kind of mistakes that you might hear in the earlier episodes but if your entry point is those earlier episodes and the sound quality just isn't that good then it's a little bit of a turn off all right Thank you so much for joining me, and uh, to everyone listening at home, on the bus, on, on a plane, I don't know, where else would someone be listening to this? Right, in, in, the, in the kitchen. In the kitchen. In washing up, yep. I found that is a, a classic for binging podcasts. <laughs> yeah, wherever you yeah. are, I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much, yeah. and thank you, Michael. Yeah, thank you for having me. I hope you and everyone else has a great day.